0: Seasonal and local supply of flowers and foliage. This show is brought to you by slowflowers.com, the free online directory to more than 880 florists, shops, and studios who design with local, seasonal, and sustainable flowers, and to the farms that grow those blooms. It's the conscious choice for buying and sending flowers. And thank you to our lead sponsor for 2021, Farm Girl Flowers. FarmGrow Flowers delivers iconic burlap wrap bouquets and lush, abundant arrangements to customers across the U.S. supporting more than 20 U.S. flower farms by purchasing more than $9 million of U.S. grown, fresh and seasonal flowers and foliage annually. Discover more at FarmGrowFlowers.com. Thank you to the Gardener's Workshop, which offers a full curriculum of online education for flower farmers and farmer florist. Online education is more important than ever, and you'll want to check out the course offerings at TheGardenersWorkshop.com. Well, I've just returned from a short trip to New York City and Brooklyn, one of the highlights of which included spending two days in the lower Hudson Valley as I worked on some pre-planning for the 2020 Slow Flowers Summit. Of course, I spent time at our venue for 2020, Stone Barns Center for Food and Agriculture in Pocantico Hills, New York, and I'll share much more about that in the coming weeks. But I also had a fantastic visit to Sweet Earth Co., located in Pound Ridge, New York, just about 20 miles away. Listeners of the Slow Flowers Podcast may recall that I hosted farmer florist Xenia Dambrosi as a guest in January 2018, when she shared her story of recovering from cancer by moving away from corporate finance to a new life, growing, designing, and teaching all around plants, flowers, and wellness. Each of us has experienced our own version of a pivot due to the pandemic, of course, and Xenia has done so herself. She's tightened her focus on the essential aspects of Sweet Earth Co. and taken some very intentional steps in marketing and content development to communicate to her customers. Sweet Earth Co. is described as a floral and garden design studio located on a sustainable flower farm. You'll want to visit today's show notes for episode 527 at deboraprinzing.com to watch my video tour of Sweet Earth Co., where Xenia and her production manager, Lauren Gaston-Shearer, led me from one abundant flower field to the next. That was followed by a sit-down interview with Xenia to continue our conversation, which we recorded in her studio. You'll also see photos and find links to all of Sweet Earth Co.'s social places in our episode 527 show notes. So let's jump right in and get started. I know you'll enjoy the show. Well, this is such a bonus to get Mm -hmm. to talk with you about um, kind of an update about what you've been doing with Sweet Earth Co. because you reminded me that you were on the podcast for episode three thirty three, three thirty three, which, <laughs> which I don't think I would have remembered, but that's that's ominous in a good way, right? Oh, it was a highlight for me, so I remembered it for sure. Oh, it's great, and so we'll—I'd like to share that mm-hmm. uh, link so people can go back and kind of hear your your sort of your journey, your path to flowers, because it's a beautiful story. Uh, but you have done some rebranding and realigning, mm-hmm. and I think it's really useful to talk about you know, when you know it's time to make a shift or, I don't know, fine tune mm-hmm. and how you do it. And I feel like also, I want to hear about that and also the collaborations you've been doing. So sure. um, first of all, introduce every, your farm to everybody and tell people where you're located. And
1: um, Well, hello everyone. I'm Senia and uh, my farm is Sweet Earth Co. We are located in Pound Ridge, New York, which is the lower Hudson Valley. And um, my home is also, my farm is also my home and we have about two acres here um a little under an acre in production. Um, and we operate a CSA, a flower CSA for three seasons. Um, we also do um weddings and events and um, collaborations as you we were saying and that's the floral side of the business. We also have a landscaping and gardening side of the business and which is where I
0: first started. Right, right. Uh, we we looked at the sign that said edible landscapes right. right? Edible
1: landscapes was how I first started and um And then then we expanded into sustainable landscapes, um, full landscapes, and then cutting garden specialties and from cutting gardens into actual flower production for commercial use. So like, I'm teaching people how, or I'm designing cutting gardens, I might as well design one for myself, right? Exactly. Um, It's all about really being productive and responsible with your land, good stewards of your land. And so having had the, um, the land here, I just thought it's a great fit and it just led me to do it. And so... Um and so we have a nice mix of perennials and annuals, um bulbs and tubers, and um so we have a spring CSA, a summer CSA, and a Dahlia CSA, which is uh what we're in the midst of now.
0: Well since we're talking about the Dahlia mm-hmm. CSA, I want to pause and say I noticed because I'm on your mailing list mm-hmm. that you have a big Dahlia a workshop or festival or something coming up in mid-October is that the first um, time you've done that
1: no actually so it's a part of our wine and design series and um, it's a great evening out of just coming and um, have you know playing with flowers and being creative um, and so we start the season we start the series off with a succulent pumpkins workshop which is this week we move into uh, designing with dahlias then we do holiday centerpieces, and we end in December with um, a grown-and-gathered foraged uh, wreath-making.
0: Oh, wow. So between mid-October and mid-December, you have four different workshops.
1: Yeah, exactly. And um, and it's, it. just, it's taken yeah. off from there. Uh, we also do private workshops as well, so we have another a few smaller ones around um, the same time frame. Okay. But they're all for wide life, For like for groups for, for groups. And, yeah. And are you gathering in this, uh, this loft space above your barn? Yes, okay. um, we are. We can comfortably fit um, ten. Um, during COVID, we had some tents outside and we expanded a little bit more. We also have access to another larger barn on one of the sister um, properties that we grow on. And, um,
0: and so we can expand to bigger audiences That's if awesome. we want to. Yeah, this is a great space and it's, it's nice that it's right A few steps from your back door. Yeah, exactly. Um, But it's private. It's not like Mm -hmm. your people are coming into your home and, you know, invading that space. It's
1: important, right? And so, um, but it's a great place because it's uh, it's kind of very zen and um, people feel inspired here to create. They come in with an open
0: mind and an open heart and some beautiful stuff gets made. Yeah, Yeah. because that's the kind of person you are too. Thank you. Um, Okay, so um, I... Remember early in Mm -hmm. 2020, we must have exchanged an email or something, but you had said um, that you were going to really focus on education and curriculum Mm -hmm. and and writing with Mm -hmm. your newsletter. So did you do a relaunch Mm -hmm. or tell us a little bit about how that came together? So
1: um, early in 2020, um, we took the time to revamp our website um, uh, and um, we had wanted to really create more content. So uh, we got very... Regular and consistent with our newsletters, um, as well as some video content, we wanted to start um, building a library on. Um, and we kind of um, thought about what it is we do and where our passions lie here. And together with um, my teammate uh, Lauren, who's our production manager and our marketing manager, we um, we build all of our content on three pillars, which is we grow, we design, we teach and um, we wanna share our work. Um, we wanna educate on those three platforms. So um, we have um, on the growing side, we talk about what we're growing, how we're growing, how we're doing it for commercial purposes, but also how um, you know, the everyday gardener can learn. Um, and then on the designing side, um, we have the workshops. Um, I also do some Zoom mm-hmm. workshops. And then on the teaching side, We do the on-farm workshops, but we also do some um, off-farm collaborations. Um, We are um, part of the team for an eco-chic fashion show where we bring our floral artistry um, and we collaborate there. We also are part of an unwind retreat. It's a wellness retreat where we, um, in addition to all the other um, uh, opportunities that those guests are having, they are going to get some time foraging and uh, working with flowers. Um, so That's this, neat. yeah, and then hopefully, you know, the work that we can do together with Slow Flowers.
0: Oh, my gosh, it's great. I do think that sometimes distilling down, mm-hmm. you know, what it is you do to these essential um, phrases or, mm-hmm. or words, keywords, mm-hmm. um, it does give you a, a mirror to, ha- to hold everything up to, to say, well, wait, does, does this opportunity match? Mm-hmm. Right, when does it fall
1: into our... Yeah into our realm of, you know, of work and content and, um, yeah, so we, you know, our passion is sustainable, um, production and gardening, um, as well as creative floristry. And we do, we share that passion under those three umbrellas yeah. of growing, designing, and teaching.
0: Yeah. And you said something about, um, that made me realize uh, that there is uh, an audience, a portion of your audience That is not the professional, but Mm -hmm. a avid home gardener or flower lover. I would
1: say that the majority of our audience and our client base is um, uh, the kind of avid home gardener um, or budding florist. Um, We have so from the the gardening and landscape side of the business, um, we have a lot of crossover of clients. Um, So even though I'm putting in a cutting garden for them, they still want to participate in the CSA or they want to come take a class and learn what to do with their flowers. Um, The newsletter is really geared toward that client base, um, as well as some of the how-to YouTube videos that I have. Um, And then um, the workshops are also uh, local. Some of the privates might be uh, people that want to delve a little bit more into floral design, but... Um, it's definitely the kind of just avid home gardener.
0: But that's, and not to play devil's advocate, but Mm -hmm. like that's a a cost of investment in your time to create Mm -hmm. all this content. Not just time, but just, you know, you could be using that time for Mm -hmm. something paying like a design client. But it seems like that's how you're differentiating yourself by having this resource for your customers so they know they can learn from Mm -hmm. you and hopefully then they'll want to keep subscribing to the CSA. or
1: Right. It's all about sharing the information. Mm-hmm. I think the more you share with them, the more hungry they are for more information and for more experiences. And it's by just having their hands in the dirt and providing them with the opportunity and the know-how to do that. Yeah. Um. You know, they, they kind of stick with you for, for as long as you're you know able to share all this information with them.
0: Yeah. And I do see, Hacenia, that your um, content, like the, the videos, um, And especially the articles on Mm -hmm. the newsletter, which I think they live on your blog, right? Right.
1: So we have our our blog and then our monthly newsletter. The newsletter is a combination of the blog articles as well as um, calendar events and and local. So you're able to push
0: out that content Mm -hmm. from its home base, either on YouTube Mm -hmm. or on the blog. And that's sort of evergreen. I guess that's what I was getting at. It's like that's evergreen content that... Um, once you've produced it, then it starts mm-hmm. working for you with every new customer that you can point to and say, "Hey, there's more about dried flowers exactly. here." Exactly. So, whatever. for
1: instance, um, I was meeting with a new client and on the gardening side, and we were talking about you know reducing the amount of lawn space they have either with gardens um, and also how to turn that garden that lawn space into something a little more sustainable. So, we were talking about um, edible lawns, and oh, so wow. there's an article on my blog about edible lawns. Um, and then we can, from there, move on into, we have a series called Flower Focus, where we take one flower, we show how we use it, um, both in the garden, both in forestry, um, and so we just keep adding to that library as well. That's awesome. I love
0: that. I'm excited because um, we, uh, the reason I'm here in um, Lower Hudson Valley mm-hmm. in Pound Ridge, New York, I used to do some advanced scouting work for planning the Slow Flower Summit in 2022, which will be held Primarily at the Stonebarn Center, which is like less than a half an hour from you. Yeah, it's a beautiful location. Well, yeah. you reached out and you said, Let's, I'd love to participate. And I looked at a map and um, you and I met before, mm-hmm. but I never quite got the geography figured out. You're so close by mm-hmm. and uh, so we've been scheming to talk about it's gonna be great. what we're going to do together, mm-hmm. which will be announced in the future. But for now, you can sign up for um, notices to be updated um, when we do our big announcement of our program. Uh, which will be around the middle of November and Mm -hmm. then we'll release tickets uh, open ticket sales for early bird uh December 1st so we've just got a few Mm -hmm. more months to plan and um you know this this region is so rich in its history of agriculture but also just nature and environmentalism so Mm -hmm. you're drawing from a lot of um a lot of the disciplines that we're going to talk about at the summit so it's a good good connection we are uh, two miles away from 350
1: um reservation reserve land um and so uh
0: connecting with nature and um is huge in this area wow Wow. that's great Mm -hmm. so uh people can find you um on social media and they can subscribe to your newsletter and we're sweetearthco.com on our website and sweetearthco
1: on instagram and facebook and we also offer um, a community group on facebook for just any gardening questions oh wow Mm -hmm. Oh, that's wonderful and do you jump
0: in and talk to people? like oh, I do. Oh, wow. I that's
1: do. That's I cool. answer questions, mm-hmm. and um, every now and again, we'll have, you know, I'm
0: Especially working things. on doing the
1: lives, but um, <laughs> those are not so consistent. <laughs> We're all working on doing the lives. <laughs> We're all having the lives. Right now, it's, um, it's um, reposting some of our uh,
0: blogs, um, introducing people
1: to some classes, and then just answering any questions.
0: Well, people who will see the earlier tour we did up here, you have uh, a studio setup where you can do your Zoom workshops right. and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, those are often for, like, garden club groups, uh, but you also can film. Uh, in right. The so
1: we do, um, we have a, a, our spring workshops are, we always open the year with a vision board workshop. And that was wow. on Zoom this year. Oh, wonderful! Um, and uh, then we uh, I, we do grow a lot of herbs here, so we do an herb and a tea class, um, and then a garden planning class. And that's uh, this year it was uh,
0: how to grow a cut flower garden.
1: Um, so these are
0: these are people who are maybe potential landscape design clients or like, uh, they're just DIYers, DIYers mm-hmm.
1: too. Um, and so we did all of those via Zoom this year. Okay,
0: um,
1: and then we you know. We really don't do any workshops during the summer. We're busy with our CSA and with our garden installations. And then um, we pick up again now in October. With
0: the wine and slime. With the wine and slime. That's awesome. Well, I'm excited to see where our collaboration goes for 2022. Me too. Thank you for coming. It's great to have you. Thank you so much for uh, giving me a tour. Mm -hmm. And the weather held up and uh, we've got this beautiful space to talk in. So um, I think we've got one more stop to go on. Yes,
1: let's continue our tour. Okay, Okay, thanks thanks so much.
0: So much for joining me. We are in the midst of October's Member Appreciation Month and I'm so pleased at all the great content we've been able to share with our community of members. If you aren't a member yet and why haven't you joined? It's the perfect time to step up and commit. This month, all new members will receive our special Member Benefits booklet filled with coupons, discounts, and other perks from eight of our partners and sponsors. The savings will more than cover your annual membership investment. All new members also receive our Slowflower Society collector's pin made in the U.S. and featuring our teal and lime green logo. Plus, if you upgrade or join at the premium level, you'll also receive the video bundle of all our Slow Flower Summit 2021 speaker videos valued at $129. Links to the, all of these details can be found in today's show notes at deborahprinzing.com for episode 527. Or just head to slowflowerssociety.com and hit the become a member button. Our next sponsor thank you goes to Roadie, an on-demand delivery company offering affordable same-day and scheduled delivery. With a network of friendly local drivers who handle each delivery with care and one-on-one support from a designated account manager, Roadie guarantees a smooth and reliable delivery experience from pickup to delivery. Sign up for your first delivery at roadiecom slash slowflowers and use the promo code slowflowers, that's one word, to get $5 off. Well, before we wrap up, I want to draw your attention to another incredible free and timely resource, an extensive report that we just produced for the October Johnny Seeds Advantage newsletter. The article is called Collective Selling Models for Flower Farmers, and you can find the link in today's show notes. As you have heard many times on this podcast, it's no wonder that over the past 10 years, interest in collectives, cooperatives, and co-marketing models is on the rise. This change runs parallel to the general explosion of new flower farmers and an increased demand among florists for local and seasonal product. But there is no one-size-fits-all template, which has been frustrating for some startup groups. Our article for Johnny's reviews three popular options for creating a regional wholesale flower hub, including a legal cooperative, a multi-owner LLC and a for-profit wholesale business. I spoke with several Slow Flowers members who have formed regional marketing hubs to learn from them about the appeal of each model. Thank you to Slow Flowers members Diane Sukavati of the Seattle Wholesale Growers Market, to Martha Lajewski of Alaska Peony Cooperative, to Melissa Webster and Megan Wakefield of Old Dominion Flower Cooperative, to Christine Hoffman of Twin Cities Flower Exchange, and to nationally recognized expert in shared ownership strategies, Margaret Lund. You'll want to read the article and you can find the link in today's show notes. Our final thanks goes to flowerfarm.com, our new sponsor. Flower Farm is a leading wholesale flower distributor that sources from carefully selected flower farms to offer high-performing fresh flowers sent directly from the farm straight to you. You can shop by flower and by country of origin at flowerfarm.com and find flowers and foliage from places like California, Florida, Oregon, and Washington using the origin selection tool in your search. It's smarter sourcing and you can learn more at flowerfarm.com. Thanks so much for joining us today. The Slow Flowers podcast has been downloaded more than 774,000 times by listeners like you. Thank you for listening, commenting, and sharing. It means so much. As our momentum And our movement gains more supporters and more passionate participants who believe in the importance of our domestic cut flower industry. Well, it's contagious. I know you feel it too. I value your support and invite you to show your thanks to support Slow Flower's ongoing advocacy, education, and outreach activities. You can find the donate button in the column to the right at DebraPrinzing.com. I'm Deborah Prinzing, host and producer of the Slow Flowers Show and podcast. Next week, you're invited to join me in putting more Slow Flowers on the table, one stem, one vase at a time. The content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone, independent of any podcast sponsor or other person, company, or organization. The Slow Flowers podcast is engineered and edited by Andrew Brenlet. You can learn more about Andrew's work at soundbodymovement.com.